Hello, amazing women of God, and welcome to the show. So today, I thought we—I thought it would be a really good idea for us to do something a bit different, given the fact that we are in a back-to-school season, and many of us are parents, and this year is—it's a different year. <laughs> um, so many children are not going back to traditional school um, in person, and many across the nation are doing online virtual education. If not, parents have decided to homeschool. So. There's definitely a lot of new things that are up in the air and a lot of new challenges. And so I thought it would be a really good idea to get a, a perspective from a teacher who loves advocating for the youth and building up um, our future leaders onto the podcast. And not only that, she is a dear friend of mine and I absolutely adore her and she's a wealth of knowledge and I know you guys are going to like her. So without further ado, here is today's guest. Okay, you guys, so I'm so excited uh, to bring on our next guest. Uh, my really good friend, Charlene Clark, is in the house. Yay! <laughs> Charlene, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so I like to start these podcast episodes with my guest speakers asking an icebreaker question just to kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, so before we get to know you and your background, I want you to answer a fun question, okay? Okay. Yes. If you were stuck in an island and only could have three things, what three things would you take? Hmm. Oh, this is not a good question for an overthinker. Uh, let's see. I would take my son. Does that, can I, I mean, or, or <laughs> to be literal things. I mean, I don't want to be stuck on the island and then I don't know where he is. So I would, we would have to be stuck together, I guess. Um, we would, um, I would take my Bible and a Bible. I guess I'm going to need a blanket. I'm going to need something to sleep. I'm stuck, so I'm going to need something to be able to sleep, so a sleeping bag um, and a lighter because I don't know how to make my own fire. <laughs> I said three things. <laughs> uh, all right. I love it. But you know what? It sounds just like a mama, um, which brings me to this, um, that I had uh, messaged you today and I told you like hey I would like you to um, you know get on my podcast and, and let's just have a conversation because we are back to school season and mm -hmm. I thought of you to have a good conversation um, on this because um, your profession and your passion and your calling um, it's really for children and their families and leaderships and I just want my audience to get to know you a little bit can you tell us a little bit about you um, and how you got here yes um, so like you said my background is in education uh, this coming school I am in my ninth year of teaching most of my experiences in elementary school I taught second grade for six years and this is my third year in sixth grade and so um, like you said I'm just very passionate for working with children I have become more aware of my personal purpose like before when I first started teaching it was just you know something I have been wanting to do it since I was young so I did know that I wanted to be a a teacher, but I wasn't, um, you know, aware of my God-given purpose and my, you know, identity as a daughter of God. And so as I've become more aware of that these last few years, I've had just a heart more to want to serve. And so that's why now I think about the family 
um, as a whole and not just the student because we can do, you know, we can do things as a teacher, of course, and as youth leaders, but when we can really help people to see um, give them hope and kind of help provide them with support is not, is going to um, help the child even more. And so I've just recently just started kind of really having more of a heart to serve mothers and to work with youth outside of school. Like I'm, I'm very active in youth ministry. It's like a neighborhood um, ministry where we kind of, you know, so we don't really deal with the academic outside of that, but it's more so for like spiritual development. And I strongly believe that the more of a foundation we set as mothers and as youth leaders that that will help um, our youth just navigate more through the challenges and um, hopefully, prayfully save them some of that headache from, you know, wanting to do things their way and listening to society of what um, of what they say we should be doing. Like, you know, our identity is in the material things and in what we have and in what we accomplish in life, which, you know, is opposite of what um, God is say, says. So my hope is that, you know, we can, um, I can support parents and understanding that academics, like, you know, we could be so focused on education in the form of academics, but it's much more than that. It's, um, you know, character building. It is life skills. It is um, the spiritual development. And we have to be intentional and active in that as parents and not just focus on the academic because that's only going to get them. But so far, God cares more about our heart and he will make things happen for us as our hearts are focused on him so yeah and I want to talk about this school year because unlike any other school year this school year is different for everyone for the parents for the students and for the teachers um, I'm curious on your end what have you seen um, in challenges okay Oof, the challenges I think right now is just a one of the biggest challenges to me is a lack of communication. I feel like um, the education and I can't speak for, of course, all of the um, school districts and things like that. But I think it's really important that we consider um, the challenges of the parents and um, just surveying them to see how we can best support because our, um, you know, our perspective of how we can support them and what we need to do may be completely different. And so because the parents are responsible for helping the child at home, you know, I feel like we have to make sure that the parents understand that their voice is important and that the students, I mean, and the, um, that the school system gives um, opportunity for the parents to speak up and see how we can best support them. And so I think that's the biggest challenge because I feel like in the school system, um, with the, what we're getting is, you know, we have to make sure we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, but I feel like that is more overwhelming to the parents because they don't have the same background as we have. And, um, it's just going to cause more frustration in the way that, so I just feel like it's a, because of the lack of communication is just causing a disconnect. So, you know, just like you said on social media and I don't uh, pay attention to all of that. Cause I know, I feel like no one will probably be 100% happy on both sides, but you know, you have parents that perceive, um, you know, as the teachers not having to do much at this time, then you have the teachers that know that what they're asking us to do is very time consuming and it may not seem evident um, 
right now. And so it's just like a disconnect. And I think that it's just causing stress on both sides. Mm, I think you bring in really good points. Um, because I'm looking at it from the perspective as a parent with my son, Andre, um, and connecting him online and his classes and everything. Um, but also just thinking of the teachers on the other end, like, mm. oh my goodness, <laughs> the challenges that they're going through with mm. the kids and not being able to sit down or, or keeping their attention mm. and just delivering the curriculum. I'm curious to know um, if you have any types of advice from your perspective mm. for parents with mm -hmm. school age kids. Mm -hmm. My first um, advice is definitely to make contact with your child's teacher. Hopefully, um, they do have their contact information. They're making it very easy for you to contact them. Like on our, our school district is requiring that we have our number, email, everything possible is up there. And so um, if you haven't... Um, heard much from your teacher and I know it's a lot going on but me I'm a I'm a teacher I'm very involved like my students you know they hear from me so they know they know that I'm a point of contact if you are having challenges you know let it be known um, and give that that feedback because if the parents are not speaking up and no one you know no one knows then it's just like we can't do anything to solve it but if we start getting multiple parents saying hey this is um challenging or whatever what suggestions do you recommend then um that's something that we can take back to our leadership and say parents are saying this and that what can we do to offset some of those challenges so it's best to speak up to the teacher and not just you know complain about it on social media and things like that because we only know what is being told and so if you are not expressing like you know if you're not expressing it it will you know it will not be known so i would say that's the first thing to definitely communicate um with your teacher and you know be in a place of being open um depending on your schedule that you're not going to be able to you know follow that set schedule especially if you have a younger child but you may decide um okay on saturday or later on in the afternoon we'll come back and do another hour of class so i feel like it's it's okay to have be open like that uh, because the same six hours of school is not the same six hours um, online, you know, I was reading an article that said that, you know, it is such thing as like Zoom fatigue. And even as adults, you know, we, we're in these meetings, especially if you're like in a professional setting where you have to be in all these meetings, you know, if you're on a Zoom for like an hour, you start to get kind of tired. And so making sure that you, um, if the school, they should be giving breaks in between class times, making sure that you um, have your child take a break, like let them get up during that time. Um, if your school hasn't put in suggestions for like brain breaks and stuff, like looking that up on your own, just look up like brain break and have your child do those in between classes. Make sure they're, you know, getting up, walking around, try to keep it kind of fun on their break so that they can be more engaged in their class. Yeah, definitely. It's honest to have converse, um, this conversation with you. I think one of my goals is just to make it, um, as natural as possible just because mm -hmm. it is difficult time and I think the communication is the biggest lesson mm -hmm.
for mm-hmm. all of us as human beings in yes. every area of our life. I mean, this year has not been easy at all, right. on none right. of us. And then just adding that extra pressure on parents, mm-hmm. on kids, mm-hmm. on teachers, um, you know, we're all navigating this. Oh, it, it's new. So, you know, it's just um, trial and error. Right. Another thing, too, um, is assessing they they call it the um it's four learning styles and so i don't i won't go into it but if you do a simple um google search you can see or um, maybe if your audience connects with me that's something that i um, talk about a lot you want to know your um, child's individual learning styles you have auditory kinesthetic visual um and so it knowing that you know helps your child to even be more responsible for their own learning as well so if you know that your child is a visual learner they have to see material so hopefully um like you know the teacher has thought about that and has visual stuff for them to look at they're not going to just be able to listen and hear the material they're going to have to see a graphic organizer or a chart or something to connect it for them and so you being aware as a parent and your child being aware of their learning style especially if they're older like you know third or fourth grade and older they can take more responsibility for their learning because um you can help them study and help them go back and review and know what they need to um to have in front of them to be able to um get that content more and just understanding that it's okay like it's you know um it's okay if they, you know, so again, that's, that goes with communication. Like if I was um, knowing that my child was struggling in a certain subject or I'm listening in and I know, and I look at his grades that they're posting um, and hopefully your school has a way to communicate their assignments and things like that. And I see that he's um, struggling in that, then um, I would make sure that I communicate with that, the teacher as well. Like, Hey, you know, I know this, but that's just me. I, I feel like it's very good to be open and communicate. Like, Hey, I see um, some of your stuff. Like, would you mind like posting some um, PowerPoints or um, some videos to help them kind of learn more of this material and not just the live video because they need more support. Like I would make sure that I would hold the, um, the teachers or at least as my part as a parent, I might just look it up on my own, but it's to me, it's easy to find resources you just have to know the I can statement like the objective of the lesson and then you can look up additional resources to support them but also understand that the way learning gradually happens students are not going to just most students are not going to just um hear material one time and understand it like it takes them to hear it and be engaged with it a few times so just to be patient with our students as they're learning um you know and not uh, that does not make them not smart if they're not understanding something right at that moment but giving them that time to process it and continue practicing it um and then allowing them you know that time to you know they will get it uh, but if you really feel like they're struggling again looking for resources or reaching out for the teacher to see you know what else you could do to support them in that particular subject I like I like that. And if I'm wondering if there's any type of like learning style quiz, we could probably look something up and if and if there is, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but that's really good. Knowing your child's mm-hmm. learning style um, and mm-hmm. also using the key of repetition. Because like you said, sometimes we don't learn it just one time that we hear it. We have to wow. constantly be hearing it over and over. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, one of the things that was um, a little heartbreaking earlier this week when I was um, when I was listening to Andre in his class is that one of his classmates probably got unmuted um, and was going to respond and you could hear a bunch of chaos in the background 
and it kind of broke my heart because and I realized that not every child has um, a quiet, productive place, maybe, where they could just mm -hmm. have their education. Or in mm -hmm. some instances, a safe home because their home right. is full of violence or abuse or anything. And it kind of really right. broke my heart a little. Um, so I definitely want to leave this podcast episode. Uh, maybe you can do it if you're okay with it. If not, I can. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. With a prayer for those kids because this is not easy on none of them. And, and just knowing that some kids don't have the same opportunities as, as other kids. It, it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. And I know, and that's, that was one thing that I considered earlier this week as well. And I know that some students are, you know, they're so eager to come back. And it's like you said, because they're in a hostile um, home environment and some parents, that's what I'm saying. We have to have a bigger perspective because some parents are just, um, you know, like I said, not going to be happy with whatever decision that the school system makes. But at the end of the day, we have to think about other, um, everybody's best interest. And so if you feel like it's not in your child's best interest to return to the school building, that's fine. But then we have to think about the students that it is in their best interest. Like they're in a, you know, chaotic environment at home. They are, um, you know, a lot for a lot of students, school is their safe place. So that is what kept me open to coming back because I'm like, you know, it is a safe place. They need to be in an environment where, you know, the teachers are positive and they feel cared for and appreciated and affirmed. And unfortunately, they don't get that everywhere. And so, um, you know, I do think that we don't know what is going to happen, but I do think that they will start to open it back up um, for one of those reasons alone, because you do have kids that are not eating regularly, don't have balanced meals and things like that. Um, and so they need to be in the building, um, you know, especially during this chaotic time where parents may be um, more stressed because of money and all of these things. And you know, your child, if they're not being nurtured, like with attention and things like that, they can begin to act out and it makes a more um, stressful environment for them. And so it is heartbreaking because it's just like, oh, wow, like we all have a part to play and parents have to understand that, um, you know, you are your child's first teacher and you are capable of teaching them. Teaching them is not just academic. And so the more, the, the faster we can partner with the home, um, the more that we're going to um, allow our child to just springboard, you know, and just have a more solid foundation, you know, just open the door of communication. Don't be intimidated or worry about asking a question that you think is dumb or whatever. You know, I had my son's teacher contact me um, because he wasn't showing himself live in one of the classes. And, um, I'm glad that she had contacted me because it, you know, gave me the opportunity to speak to her about his confidence. I'm like, he has to work on his confidence. And so that's just, you know, he's not comfortable right now, but I'm going to continue to, um, you know, encourage that. But I want you to be, you know, patient with him in that. And I also encouraged her to connect with him. I said, are you able to, um, you know, send him a message or get him on a call because so that he can connect with you and feel safe in your class doing that because he wasn't having that issue in all of his classes. And so anyway, she has done that. And now, um, you know, she sees a different side of him. And so we have to understand that communication is important. You do have some teachers that assume this and assume that and you have parents assume this and assume that and it's just important to communicate you see a challenge communicate about it and um you know let's come up with a solution together so yeah wow well 
that's the key that's the key um for us to move forward in this difficult mm-hmm. time and i really like and appreciate that story um mm-hmm. charlene so um let's let's end with a prayer do you want to um do you would you mind if you yes. pray for let's pray for the kids let's pray for parents let's pray for teachers in our nation Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So Father God, Lord, we just thank you for this conversation um, that we've been able to have, God. And we thank you, Father, that even now you are causing things to shift um, in the school system, God, um, to allow it to be more of a connection between home and school, God. And so, Lord, we lift up um, the parents right now, the teachers, um, the decision makers in the school system. And Father God, we... um, also lift up your students that are um, just stressed. Everyone is just a lot of stress going on right now, Lord. Um, a lot of um, people on just everywhere. We're just overwhelmed, God. And so, Lord, we just pray right now for just peace. Lord, I pray that every person that is um, listening, Father, that they just um, take a moment, breathe in, breathe out, and just realize, God, that you are with us, God, that um we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so, Lord, let us not forget to take that time with you daily uh, because if we let our time slip away from you, we are going to get more overwhelmed throughout the day. So, Lord, uh, you know, continue to draw us closer to you, to spend time with you, to get our peace from you, God. We pray, Lord, that as we do that, you would just give us the wisdom, the strategy that we need, Father, to deal with our children, to communicate with our teachers, Father. Lord, I pray for those children, Lord, that are in households right now, that they are not getting the love that they need. They are not getting the um, treatment that they need. They may be in violent situations, abusive situations, God. Right now, Lord, we pray for them, for them, Father, for your word says you um, are close, you draw near to the brokenhearted, Father. So, Lord, we just pray that you will, um, you know, do what you have to do in those households, whether that is, um, you know, exposing um, what's being done in the household, whether that's moving them out of the household, whether that's just connecting them with people, Father, that love you, that's led by your spirit, Father. We pray that you will be glorified in all of this, God, that you will um, do what only you can do in our education and our households, God. Lord, we thank you right now for encouraging um, and involving the parents more in the whole educational journey and helping them, Father, to know that you have extended them the grace and you have given them everything they need to be sufficient um, as teachers and as parents in their household, God. Lord, um, put it on their hearts, Father, to involve the family more in um, family worship and time and knowing you as our Father and our provider. And we thank you, Father, that as we seek you first in your will, your righteousness and all things will fall into place, God. Lord, help us to rise up and be um, just who we need to be in the community to see, Father, beyond those things. So if we have children in our community that may need um, food or may need support, Father, that um, that you will posture us to do that, to serve in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our school system, God, to support um families that are less fortunate than our own. So just help us to have a heart to serve, um, to not have a heart to judge, to be more understanding, and to just walk in your light, your truth, and your hope, God. Lord, help us to not fall prey to all that is going on in the media, all that's going on on social media, but help us to just find our peace and hope in you, God. We can get through the rest of the year 
with you. We have you. And may we just draw on what you make available to us through your spirit, God. And so I thank you that all is well and that um, you will be glorified through all of this, that we will not walk in fear, but let us just walk in faith and love and hope and obedience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we had really good conversations and hit on some really good topics. Um, let's end with this. <laughs> um, what does having confidence in your calling mean to you? Oh, having confidence in your calling. Having confidence in my calling means to me is just that God is with me. Um, and so, you know, it's a, one of my scriptures that I remind myself of is that, you know, God holds us in our in his right hand and that he will not, we may stumble, but he will not allow us to fall. So it's okay to not have all of the pieces um, that has kept me from even making a move so much in the past. Like I didn't want to do anything because I didn't have it all figured out. And so I know that as I continue to just have the motive of wanting to serve and wanting to love and thinking about what my gifts are, that God will piece it together. God will connect me to who I need to be connected with. And so for me, just being confident in my calling is just trusting God in the daily walk that he's going to do what only he can do, that I have to do my part. I have to show up and that he will do everything else. Um, and so, and I also have to do my part of, you know, training and preparing. And so it's just basically being postured to, um, say, Lord, um, you know, my life for your glory, um, Lord, I make room for you in my timeline and my plans. And I only want what you want and come do what only you can do. And, um, you know, put me in the path of people that I need to learn from and put me in the path of people that you have called me to serve and your will be done. And, you know, so that's, that's what it is. It's a daily journey each day. I do not know right now. I know that I am in a place of being able to impact and influence um, the students that I serve and the families. And so I'm grateful to be in that position. I have Legacy Moms, which is um, an extension of being able to support mothers, not just academically, but ed um, education as a whole. And so um, I do like that in the form a mentor, I mean, a membership program, I'm sorry. And so, um, you know, we're just letting it unfold and see how God wants to expand and grow. And I'm just surrendered. I try my best to be surrendered. So um, being confident in your call is just being surrendered and knowing that it may not all work out the way that you want to work out, but we have to believe that God's plans for us are the best and that he wants to prosper us. He is for us and we shouldn't walk in fear or doubt. And if we have those thoughts to, you know, ask him to help us correct those and to just go forth, be bold and be obedient. Wow. Okay. So I know you have a free Facebook group. So is that mm -hmm. the best place where we could connect with you? Yeah, so I have a Facebook group. It's called Christian Moms Raising Leaders. And so the heart of that group is to connect with mothers and to provide um, resources that will support you, like in so, um, social emotional learning, spiritual growth, um, just connecting as mothers and being that um, support system for each other. I also have um, my Facebook page, which is called Legacy Moms. And so through that page, you can link to my website and, and see about my other services and my membership program. And so either one, all they're all kind of linked together. My personal profile page, I have, um, you know, my website is there as well. So, yeah. 
Awesome. So we'll definitely put the links down in the show notes. Um, Charlene, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Wow. I hope you were able to take in some, you know, bits of information and just really feel encouraged during this time. I mean, we are all going through this together. And I know for myself, um, having two children who are doing online education, um, one a pre-teenager and a school age boy, and it's not easy. It's not easy, but we know that if we rally together, if we have the support of one another, we can get through this all together. Um, so I definitely will put uh, Charlene's Facebook group, Christian Moms Raising Leaders. Um, I think that title alone says it all. I know one of my deepest desires as a mother is to raise um, two leaders, you know, two young men um, here in my home. And then, you know, Charlene also has her membership, Legacy Moms, which um, is on her website. So I will put all the links down below. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Until next time, talk to you guys soon.